together with experiencing this process of change and expectations, either by entering the circuit breaker or exiting the circuit breaker, we will also perhaps experience some form of loss and some form of grief. So when we talk about loss in the audio that was extracted from the Facebook Live videos, um, was really about uh, two types of loss, right? The tangible sense of loss, where perhaps we might have loss of jobs, loss of income, loss of opportunities, or the intangible senses of loss, where it talks about the loss of freedom, the loss of control. And in the process of losing, uh, whether it's tangible or intangible, we might be experiencing some form of grief. We are grieving over the loss that we are experiencing. And if we are able to sit with this grief, we might be able to then move away uh, slightly or a bit more from the sense of anxiety uh, and perhaps a sense of uh, low moods that we might be experiencing. And hopefully, if you notice yourself experiencing all these changes in your emotions or in your thoughts, and you perhaps notice yourself experiencing this sense of loss and this sense of grief, the previous audios that has been uploaded um, with regards to the different types of practices where you focus on your breath, focus on the moment, focus on the present, focus on yourself, is able to help you alleviate these emotions and thoughts that you might be experiencing. It is not a surefire way of doing so. Uh, however, we do um, experience that for ourselves that it actually works. And if you are able to just allow yourself to just take a moment uh, to practice some of these uh, practices that we have shared. So if you find that this is the first time that you're going to these practices, we do suggest that you go with the shorter ones first, like the five-minute awareness of breath or the coping breathing space uh, kind of practices. Uh, and then once you kind of like get in tune with that a little bit more, then you can expand to the longer ones, like the 10-minute awareness of breath, loving kindness, um, body scan, and so on and so forth. Right. So enjoy the practices that you have. Uh, and to also then notice for yourself if these might be the periods of change that you're experiencing. Good Friday night. It has come to a Friday night. Hello everyone. So we have come to the end of the work week and it's been a long week, I suppose, like for educators as well as for parents. And I hope that most of us are getting into the groove of how things are happening. Uh, it took us a while to perhaps adjust to this point. I do know that some of the parents also are still trying to figure out like what the routine is and how to make it like work out for, the, for them to work from home and then for them to then also guide uh, their kids in terms of the home-based learning. So kudos to everyone who has been... Uh, involved in this home-based learning kind of setup, uh, whether you're an educator, whether you're a parent, uh, really take my hats off to all of you because it's not easy. Uh, like I said, I've, I've heard my friends uh, share their, their fair share of challenges with kids coming to them intermittently. And I can only imagine, right, like for the educators who also have their kids uh, on home-based learning. So while they are actually conducting or running their lessons and their classes, they are not. They are also then helping their kids with their home-based learning, right? So you can imagine, like, like really everything's like running concurrently in the same household, 
And this morning, our conversation was about loss. A lot more of it was focused on loss. So uh, in the process of what's been happening with the circuit breaker, um, what might we have lost in the process? Right. So it can be a tangible loss. So I was sharing this morning that uh, for some of us, right, like, like for myself, I am in the training, facilitation and coaching industry. Uh, basically, the kind of work that we do has reduced significantly. Uh, almost all have been cancelled. Some lucky ones might have theirs being postponed, but indefinitely, we're not sure till when. Uh, and therefore, this period of time, basically, we don't have a lot of income. And so, so therefore, the loss is in terms of income, the loss is in terms of uh, the, the job opportunities. Um, and then for some of us, it's perhaps the loss of freedom, right? The, the, that we can't go out. We don't have the freedom of going, of choosing when we want to go out, you know, hanging out in, in cafes and, and doing the things that we used to do, even like exercising. Um, we might find, some of us might find that we have, might have a loss of control control about of our daily activities, control of how I schedule uh, the way I do things, right? Some of us might also then say that I might be experiencing a loss of choice. So I so if let's say for example, right, we used to go to the hawker centers and we can just uh go and to any store and then just buy and then sit down and then just have a meal there, right? And really have a lot of variety and therefore we have a lot of choices. Now our choices seem to be a bit more limited because we don't we can't just hang around and sit around. So we really have to be very deliberate in how we go about doing the work that we do. And because we are experiencing this loss, or some some of us would probably be experiencing some form of loss, um, that is actually that also comes along with this thing called grief. So tonight, we're going to just talk about uh, grief a little bit and what that means right, for us. So uh, some of us might also see grief with really if I, I really lost something tangible. And those of us who have experienced the passing of a loved one, uh, we would probably have some sense of what grief might be. So when I say a loved one, right, it could be your pet. It could be your, your parents, your grandparents, your friend. So for my, like myself, I have experienced the loss of um, loved ones. Right? I, have, I have friends who have passed on, um, not because they chose to kill themselves so much, but more because uh, it was a freak accident. Right? So one drowned, uh, one passed on in a bike accident. And then my, my grandmother, basically, she passed on uh, while I was there with her uh, in the hospital. <clears throat> so I have experienced uh, losing people whom I love. And then for some of us, we might experience uh, grief in the form of uh, losing uh, things, right? Or, or even simple things like friendships, right? Uh, some of us might might experience that you know some of our friends have drifted away or you know we had a very big fight and then therefore we are no longer friends and we grieve over those as well um, but we might not have understood grief as how it is right and and grief actually comes in many forms so to so earlier on in the morning when we talked about loss and I asked people to write down um uh, 
what are what potentially might they have lost right so come up with like a list or, or just writing down what they might have lost i also ask them to um write down beside beside those things that they might have lost what are the emotions uh, that come up for them when they think about or when they notice this loss right and then i spoke about also this thing called the emotions wheel so i'm going to share the emotions wheel here for us so that we uh can then experience it a little bit better hopefully right so i'm gonna show this one first oops should do share the screen again sorry okay so this is one of the emotions wheel that i shared this morning uh, after the session so that people can come and kind of like refer to it and and kind of have a better idea of what uh the different types of emotions right so uh, actually emotions fall into uh six to seven categories or the large categories right so in this case what we can see on the screen is that there's anger there's disgust there's sadness there's happiness there's surprise and then there's fearful and then there's things that are considered like bad right so um how many of us actually watch the 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 cartoon um uh inside out right so if you have watched a cartoon inside out basically you would have seen uh that some of the characters have been named after this so it's meant to keep it light and simple that children can understand these emotions uh, by the same time we also recognize that these emotions are not just relevant to children but also to the adults and actually a lot of times in our education right we haven't been actually learning about our emotions so when we talk about loss uh, this morning, I actually asked uh, whoever that was viewing and whoever was on board to actually uh, kind of like tune into when they experience that loss or the concept of it or when they think of it or when they notice it, uh, what emotions might come up. So <clears throat> uh, one, of the, one of the emotions that might come up for, for some of us, right, if I, we refer to this view of emotions, uh, it could be out of control, right? When I, when, I, when I lose control, I feel out of control. And if I trace that back, what it creates, it creates stress for us. <clears throat> and it is the bad kind of stress, not the good kind of stress. So there's good stress and bad stress, but that's another topic for another day, right? So it's a bad kind of stress. It creates a lot of tension and a lot of negativity in us. Uh, and that's why we feel like, oh no, uh, I don't feel so good about it. <clears throat> Right. So uh, some of us, when we experience uh, the loss, we could also then experience like bitterness, right? Because we feel that we've been violated. So if, if that's the case, then uh, we might then not be able to understand what's happening for us. So then this is one of the emotions, Bill. So I'm going to show you another one that I also shared in, uh, because I realized there's more than one emotions, Bill, right? Uh, this is the other one. Give me a moment. This is the other emotions wheel. <clears throat> and the interesting, uh, <clears throat> interesting thing about this emotions wheel that I've also shared is that under, uh, where is it? Uh? <clears throat> So 
So, so it's a little bit different, right? This one has only six. They don't have the bad category. So under this one, there is the same uh, six that we have kind of like spoken about. <clears throat> and I thought I saw the word grief, but maybe I'm wrong. So we might feel inadequate or worried or overwhelmed. And all these come under the category of fear. So if you trace back, right? So like inadequate, insecure, and then fear, worried, overwhelmed, anxious, and then fear. Um, and because there's a lot of things that we don't know, we can't control, right? So <clears throat> if we want to look at the experience of grief, really uh, the experience of grief kind of like encompasses quite a number of these emotions that have been involved. And really that's why it can get so overwhelming when we when we experience a loss or a sense of loss right uh and with that actually what happens is then we get over we get we feel that sense of uh, helplessness or hopelessness and that's where we are actually not too sure what to do next and so on and so forth right so <clears throat> i'm gonna ask us to take a pause at this moment and really uh try to understand grief for ourselves. So I can say as much as I want about what grief is, but it might not be the same as yours, right? So I'm going to take a moment and ask us to just take a pause and perhaps take a moment to think about how do we experience grief? What does it look like, sound like, and feel like for you? Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna share a little bit, okay? Because actually, it took me a while also to understand what grief is, and I actually didn't know that I was grieving until, uh, I probably had a bit of a mild depression kind of situation, right? So, <clears throat> um, what happened was there was an accumulation of events. So I shared earlier that you know I had I had loved ones who passed on, so um. When I was in my late teens, I had a friend who, who drowned while he was on uh, NS training. Uh, no one knew how he drowned because actually he's quite an excellent swimmer. Uh, he's into water sports and he kayaks and everything. So he's actually quite a strong, and he's a, he's a lifeguard. So he's actually quite a strong swimmer. And yet during commando training, uh, one of the missions that they had, uh, he didn't surface. So... That was probably the start of, of where I experienced a loss, but I wasn't clear that I was grieving because it's like, uh, okay, then I, the next day I just move on with life, right? <clears throat> and then after that was my grandma passing, if I'm not wrong, that I can remember like, the sequence of events uh, a few years later. And actually it was quite devastating for me for her passing uh, because I'm really quite close to her. Uh, she was the one who kind of like took care of me when I was really young all the way till I was about maybe five years old before I moved out of her place and then uh, my parents took over the the, the, the major load of uh, child, child caring for me. Lah. Right? Uh, so I'm really close to her and then every holiday I'll still go back and stay with her. And I think what made it more devastating for me was that I was by her bedside and holding her hand uh, when she, and I, I use the word, right, when she chose to pass on at that moment. Mm -hmm. So um, I actually asked the question, why me? For quite a long time. 
like as much as I would like to think that because it is me that she feels comfortable and safe to pass on at that moment um, I also wonder why she chose to take that moment to leave me right um, so again uh, I did grieve for her but somehow at that point in my life I thought that grief had a timeline so like after a few after one two, about one, one month or two months I said maybe I should I should I should be recovering from the grief and I shouldn't be crying so much or I shouldn't be missing her so much and I control the grief <clears throat> to, to say then I should it should come to an end and then after that the next significant one that I remember was uh, one of my ex-colleagues uh, who passed on in a bike accident and by the time I heard the news it was like 3 a.m in the morning and <clears throat> uh, what happened in that process was really uh, I was woken up by a phone call and I was told that uh, he met with an accident it didn't register that he might have passed. I thought he could have just been injured. Um, then I then finally I clarified and then uh, I was informed that he passed. And then that took a quite a big blow on me as well. Uh, but because I was running uh, another business then, and he was a part of that business, uh, basically by the time we heard the news was 3 a.m. on a Sunday, Monday we went back to work and was like back into action, you know, making sure operations were done. We were... Uh, we were accountable to the clients and then whoever that he was working with, we had to inform them and they take over his job. And basically things went back into motion as quickly as we can. And I didn't allow myself to grieve because I, I told myself that there was a lot of work to be done, to be followed up on and therefore no space to grieve. <clears throat> so basically these three major events uh, happened probably across a period of, I don't know, about... Uh, five to ten years if I'm not wrong uh, so it does sound like a really long time right for me to say that I shouldn't be grieving however I think I might have been wrong because I don't think grief has a timeline so why am I saying all this and taking such a long time to explain this story um, it's simply because in this period of time we might not have experienced the kind of grief that I have experienced there might be some of us who might have experienced that kind of grief. That means during this period of time, you do have loved ones who have passed on. And somehow you can't hold a proper funeral. Uh, you don't have the kind of support that you might be hoping to receive to get through this period of time. Um, however, that is, that is still the face and the emotions that you are experiencing with regards to what is happening. Right, and you are facing some form of loss, whether it is loss of your time, loss of your control of what's the situation, loss of freedom, loss of choice, uh, loss of income, loss of job opportunities, whichever it is, it is still a loss. So if we recognize that it is a loss and that with loss, typically we experience grief. Then the question is, during this period of time, have we given ourselves space to grief, even if it is just for a moment. And each of us actually experience grief very differently. So some people only need to grieve maybe for a few hours or a few moments or a few days, whereas some of us will take a longer time to recover from whatever that we are experiencing. 
And when I say recover, I don't think we ever recover fully because if these things matter enough to us, then it is something that we will continue to feel. <clears throat> so I'm going to give us probably about two minutes right, to write down for yourself what is your experience with grief? How does it look like, sound like, feel like to you? So two minutes, I'm going to keep quiet and then you can write down. So while some of us are still writing down, perhaps I'm just going to jump back in and just give some examples. So for me, grief looks like looks like someone walking into a space and looking very lost, a bit uh, looking very disorientated. Okay, so that's how it looks like to me. Grief also looks like um, memories of that thing or that person uh, keeps coming back. Uh, I, I remember the experiences that I have with that person or if I if it's a if it's a loss of freedom that I remember the times that I was free. <clears throat> I recall those moments a lot. Uh, what does it sound like? Uh, it sounds like if only this person was still here. It sounds like every time I think of this person, it hurts. It sounds like uh, if only this person was still alive, you know, or if only I still had the freedom of choice. So that's how it sounds like to me. How it feels like uh, is a dull aching in the chest. Uh, it's a heaviness in the breathing. That's how it feels like to me. Right, so at this juncture, as I'm describing all this, uh, I'm going to just go into the exercise of compassion and gratitude because what I find is as I practice such exercises, uh, it supports me in, um, in allowing those thoughts to still be there, allowing those feelings to still be there, but at the same time, not allowing it to lead me. I somehow can be a bit more in control as I do the exercise. So we're going to just ask you, wherever you are seated, to just close your eyes. And if you are on sitting on a chair, place both your feet on the ground. And if you are seated on the floor, same thing, 
just sit in an upright posture with your back straight and your shoulders, allowing it to just drop to your side. Your hands, you can choose to place it on your thigh or you can choose it to place it on the table in front of you, whichever works. <clears throat> right, and then I'm going to invite you to close your eyes. Then allow yourself to be in this space of pause. And if you need something to anchor yourself to, then I strongly suggest that you anchor yourself to your breath. Just noticing the breath going in and out of your body either by observing the air going in and out of your nostrils or the rise and fall of your chest. And spend just a few moments here with your breath, noticing it going and coming. And if you notice any of those thoughts that's coming and going in your mind, just be aware of them. They could be thoughts of the past, what you have done through today. It could be thoughts of the future, what else you have to do and not done yet. Could be thoughts of your further past before the circuit breaker. It could also be thoughts about what's going to happen after the circuit breaker. Whatever those thoughts you might be noticing and experiencing. Just notice and be aware of it and allow them to come and go just like your breath. Allowing it to just come in and out. And if you notice any emotions that might have arised, with the thoughts that come in along the way. Just notice those emotions. There's nothing to change, nothing to manipulate, nothing to stop. It's okay if you notice positive emotions and even negative emotions. You are only human. And as humans, 
we experience all emotions, no matter if they're good or not so good. At this point in time, if you would like to, I'm going to invite you to place your hand or your hands on where your heart is. And I'd like you to say these words mentally in your mind. You are enough, regardless of the circumstances, you, whoever you might be, it could be a close friend, it could be your relatives, your colleagues, and sending this message out to them mentally to say, you are enough. And then just notice the emotions that come up for you. And now, you taking these words and saying it to yourself, mentally. I am enough. I am enough. I am enough. And notice any and all emotions that might arise within you. <clears throat> and now, taking in the larger community, your entire organization, your entire family, your community. And saying these words mentally to yourself, we are enough. We have enough. We are enough. And whenever you're ready, you may lower your hands and then gently open your eyes and give a smile.
<clears throat> and the thinking behind having such a conversation with yourself on the concept of enough is really to counterbalance the thoughts that you might be having with regards to loss. So loss comes from a space of scarcity that I don't have enough. I, I'm not good enough. However, if we are able to then shift our energies towards what we currently have and currently are grateful for and to be compassionate to ourselves and say whatever that I have, my abilities, my skills, whatever that is, is enough for us. <clears throat> and that in itself is powerful to just shift our perspective to what's happening inside us. There's a lot of things happening outside us and all these things might not be within our control. But there's also a lot of things that we can control that's within us. Right, so as a final uh, sharing of why I kind of chose these few topics also, right, is really there's a lot of conversation coming up with regards to the concept of loss and grief during this pandemic. And I think as Singaporeans, it's not something that we are used to talking about, used to sharing with people around us. And yet it is an important enough topic to start thinking about, start sharing, simply because it is part of our mental and emotional health and well-being. One of the challenges or one of the things that we are anticipating perhaps happening is what happens after we are able to go back to our normal lives again. Right, that means we can go back to school, we can go back to work, uh, we can go back to our offices. So one of the things that we are perhaps anticipating is that even though physically and operationally we are back to normal, essentially we have all changed. We have changed in terms of our attitudes towards the things that's happening around us, to what is valuable, to what's important. We have also changed in terms of our attitudes. We have changed in terms of our behavior. So if we don't allow ourselves this current space to experience this sense of loss and this sense of grief, then by the time we can go, and go back to school, go back to the office, we might still be carrying these emotions with us. And with the intention of perhaps increasing productivity, we might find that actually we are not as productive as we thought we will be. And then that adds on to extra stress, uh, extra uh, uh, conversations with ourselves in terms of our abilities or our capabilities. So we are, we are coming to a weekend. And I'm not asking you to like just like mope around the, uh, the entire weekend. So... Grieving doesn't necessarily mean that you are moping, but grieving could also mean that you just allow yourself time and space to just, just have that moment to say, these are the things, which is what like the exercise that we practice this morning, these are the things that I potentially might have lost. Spend time, time with that and acknowledging the emotions that come with it and allow yourself to have 
that sense of grief for a few moments and you can still go on with your life but allowing space for it to happen rather than trying to bottle it all up and then one time all come out later on, right? So that's that's a thought, a suggestion that I have. So I'm just going to wrap up yesterday and today's session, uh, really why I kind of like chose this four topics to kind of cover on change, expectations, loss, and grief. So what we are definitely experiencing is some form of change. Uh, whether it is in our lifestyle, whether it's in our schedules, whether it's in our abilities to navigate, uh, what is happening is in our abilities to lead, in our abilities to do the work that we are meant to do, right? Especially in terms for the educators and for the parents. For some of the educators, I've been teaching for 20 years, 30 years, and then now I find that I'm at a loss. I don't know what to do. So this change is the common denominator for all of us. What is What might be different is the type of expectations we might have for ourselves and for the people around us uh, through experiencing this change. So for some of us, we still have expectations that things are as per normal. I expect the same level of productivity. I expect the same level of responsibility. I expect the same kind of responsiveness of replying emails, messages. And because of these expectations, then we actually create a lot more stress for ourselves in the day-to-day. Right. Um, those of us who are experiencing the expectations, we also have not come to terms with loss. The loss of freedom, the loss of choice, the loss of control, whatever that is. So when you kind of couple the stress that you're experiencing from the expectations you might have of yourself and the people around you, together with the emotions that you're experiencing with loss, it actually double whammy. It's actually a huge thing that we have not taken time to acknowledge, right? Uh, because then there is that, that aspect of grief as well that we might not have taken time. So if you look at the combination, right, we're actually experiencing a lot of emotions, a lot of thoughts, right? And all these things combined together actually adds on a lot of burden or a lot of uh, stress on us. So some of us are driven by it and we say that you know now I feel more motivated to get the job done or to do what I need to do and then some of us find that I really don't know what to do and I all I want to do is just like noir or just hang around uh, but regardless of whatever that concept is right even if you're feeling so driven at this moment right one of the things that perhaps is also turning up is that people Generally, at least the people around me, I might be wrong, so you can correct me also if you want to leave that in the comments, is that I think generally people find that they tire out a lot faster. They don't have the kind of stamina to last a longer period of time. And really that is also a telltale sign for us to notice in our, in our mental and emotional well-being, right? That actually we have not given ourselves time and space to come to terms with whatever that's happening. So perhaps my suggestion for this weekend is to then take a few moments through this weekend and really allow ourselves some time and some space uh, to actually experience it. If you have kids with you, you might also want to start having a conversation with them with regards to this. Like, what are the changes they are experiencing in, 
in their life. So of course they'll say, yeah, mommy and daddy is home-based learning now. You know, suddenly must understand all these things. Then teacher not here to explain to me. So they might tell you all these. Uh, it is not about what they say, about what the changes are, but really what are the emotions that come along with these changes? Do they feel frustrated? So you can use that emotions view with them as well, right? To help guide them through and let them understand the emotions that they're experiencing. And then you can support them by perhaps letting them uh, try some of the exercises that we have done, right? For either centering and grounding or for compassion and gratitude. Uh, it might be a bit long for some of them. So you might just want to play a portion of it or you can modify it uh, to support them, to allow them to know that there's ways to manage the stress, to allow them to know that there's ways that they can calm down just simply by observing their breath. So this morning, I say I'll explain a little bit more about why there seems to be a pattern of me coming back to my breath. right? Because the breath is the one thing that actually we cannot take away unless we are no longer alive. Lah, right? So as long as we are alive, as long as we are living, the breath will be always with us. And just by noticing our breath, right, that one that is an interesting situation is that actually we start to calm down. So that's why with uh, certain patients, with certain people with anxieties, we actually ask them to like breathe into a bag, you know, to help them regulate their breathing. And what we notice is when they regulate their breathing, they actually are able to regulate their emotions and then able to calm down. And once they can calm down, they are then more able to manage whatever stresses that they have. Uh, so it's all collective. Lah. Again, these sessions are really short. 30 minutes at this point, we're coming to about a 40 minute mark for today's tonight's session. Um, and it's really just the tip of the iceberg. I am considering whether to do more sessions to share a bit more. Uh, I'm also considering whether those sessions with a bit more details, a bit more information should be paid sessions as well. I have not decided, uh, but one thing I'm quite clear is if it does become paid sessions, um, it will be on a sliding scale kind of concept where it will not be um, like I fix a price. There will be a minimal price perhaps, but then if you are keen, if you are able to pay more, then you can do so, that kind of concept. So I haven't completely come up with how the mechanism actually works. Uh, but I will be informing us in due time. Or I might also continue as Facebook Live. So it's really dependent at this juncture. I, I haven't really formalized it yet. Uh, but I think these are important things for us to start taking note of. And I think one of the things that has been going around in, on the internet, right, uh, or Facebook is this concept of um, because you can't go outside, it's time to go inside. So I'm just taking the opportunity uh, at this juncture to allow us to then start taking a look at what going inside might look like, might feel like for some of us. And really the group of people that I do hope to support during this period of time at this juncture are the educators and the parents because I think these two groups, uh, <clears throat> other than the healthcare workers and so on and so forth, they are probably feeling uh, one of the most overwhelmed in this situation. So at this point, Thank you very much for joining me tonight. I know I've overrun quite a little bit more this evening and I really appreciate whoever and how many ever people that has been following me since uh, last week and really giving me the support. In all honesty, this Facebook Live is actually an experiment for me. I've never thought that I would do a Facebook Live, 
but really this period of time, I feel that that is something that I can do, I would like to do, to support the community of people who have been supportive of me. Um, and mainly they are the educators, but I then realized that actually the parents are also educators, yeah, at least during this period of time. So thank you very much for your support. Thank you very much for joining me in the sessions. I really hope that it has been beneficial, even if it's not 100%, 20%, 30%. If it's been beneficial, thank you very much. Uh, if you think that these are things or topics that will help other people as well, please share them with other people. Uh, and if you can, give me some feedback. Like, give me a comment. You can PM me. Uh, and let me know if these topics actually help you or what other topics you'd like me to perhaps uh, think about and share because uh, I'm also considering like what else I can do for next week, right? So uh, please don't be shy. Uh, like the posts that you'll be watching, reading, um, share them, and also then give me some feedback and give, like, give me a comment. All right, so with that, thank you very much. I'm going to end this live for tonight. Uh, have a good weekend, and let's see what I can come up with next week. Thank you.